0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Monday, April the 4th, 2022. It is currently 3.24 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas, where currently outside, while we are under a thunderstorm watch, we do have some thunderstorms developing in the area, So we are going to go live right now, try to do as much as we can because once the thunderstorms move into the area, it will probably be difficult to go live because where I'm broadcasting from, the window is right behind me and it probably would be very distracting. But we're not going to worry about what the weather may do. We're going to worry about what it is doing right now. And right now it is giving me an opportunity to go live to talk about something very important that in my opinion, has been a massive thunderstorm within the body of Christ for a long time. But nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to, everybody wants to do well. what I'm going to do. Well, look at that thunderstorm. Okay, let's just turn off our microphones. Let's just not broadcast because that's a really big storm. And I don't want to be broadcasting in the midst of that. This storm that I'm talking about that's in the body of Christ is not an actual thunderstorm. It's a different kind of storm, but it is destructive. It is horrible, and nobody wants to broadcast about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. Everyone just kind of moves on and just ignores it while it continues to wreck devastation, destruction, and confusion in the body of Christ. What am I referring to? Well, before we get to the controversy, before we get to this storm that needs to be talked about, that needs to be addressed, let's just lay down a biblical concept, a biblical principle. Now, I understand, I'm very aware that there are certain things, I, there are certain passages of scripture I could open up and I could read. And I understand that it'd be like, there's a hundred people who who interpret it this way. There's another hundred people who interpret it this way. There's another hundred people who interpret it this way. There may be 20, 30 different interpretations. People have been arguing and fighting about it for 2000 years of church history. And nobody can agree. And, and you're like, okay, that's frustrating. But this principle that I'm about to give you, no one And I literally mean no one should disagree with it. Nobody, there should not be multiple interpretations. It is very simple, very straightforward. You don't need to know Greek. You don't need to know Hebrew. You don't need to know Aramaic. You don't need to know Latin. You don't need a Bible education Like as far as you don't need a seminary. You don't need a Bible college. You don't need a Bible institute. All you really have to have is just basic reading comprehension And you should understand this principle, but even though it's so simple, and listen to me, this this principle is so simple that it would literally stop the storm that's raging through the body of Christ, wrecking damage and causing chaos, havoc, and confusion. That this this one principle would really stop the storm. But for some reason, nobody wants to mention the principle. It's almost as if this principle has been forgotten by people who profess to be Christians. Let's just let's just go to it. Exodus chapter 20. Uh, uh, Already immediately you should go, Exodus chapter 20. That's a pretty straightforward uh, passage of scripture. Exodus chapter 20, verse 16. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. You should not bear false witness. You shouldn't be saying things about someone that isn't true, that isn't accurate. Don't bear false witness. Don't lie. Don't spread false information about people. Don't slander people with incorrect, misleading, and and, and fraudulent information. Christians should not do that. That's a very simple principle. And to build on that, not only should you not bear false witness against Christians, your neighbor, you should not bear false witness against anyone. But to build on that concept, the Bible goes on to say in the New Testament and the book of Ephesians chapter 4, we read these words. Again, very simple, not complicated. Wherefore, put away lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Don't bear false witness. Don't lie. Stop lying and speak the truth. Christians believe in absolute truth. Like The world may abandon the concept of absolute truth and say truth is relative and it's whatever. You can have your truth. I can have my truth. But Christians yell and scream. No, 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 no. We believe in absolute truth. Not only do we believe in absolute truth, the absolute truth of God's word is clear. Do not bear false witness against someone. Put away lying and speak the truth. Christians should care about truth. Christians should not be trafficking in lies and fraudulent information. But time and time again, within the body of Christ, whether it's social media, whether it's on Christian radio, whether it's on Christian podcasts, whether it's in Christian bookstores, fraudulent and misleading information is not only shared, it is promoted, and it is spoken of as Truth and in many cases, once the evidence comes out that it's not true, Christians don't repent and apologize. In many cases, they just move on to the next fraudulent, crazy conspiracy theory, and they don't want to ever stop. this This is a storm within the body of Christ, and we have seen it. It's been so, so prevalent and so obvious. Over the last few years in the body of Christ, whether it's things talking about COVID, the COVID vaccine, whether it's talking about the election, it's been misleading information, fraudulent information, mishandling information, playing loose games with statistics, saying all kinds of things that turn out not to be completely accurate. And Christians don't seem to care about the truth. What they seem to care about, whatever narrative fits their agenda They're willing to stick with that narrative, whether it is true or whether it is false, which to me destroys the entire premise of Christianity, which is about truth. We worship the God of truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Truth should be like something that we care about, something that we think about something that we work to do everything we can to uphold and promote while the world is swimming around in a sea of lies. While the world is stumbling around in complete darkness and they don't even know what, what truth is anymore. The church should be that lighthouse, that beacon saying, okay, look, I know you've all abandoned truth, but there is still truth. When the, when the world looks around and go, I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't know if I can trust this. I don't know if I can trust that. And look, the, the, the concept of mistrust, the level of mistrust within society right now, in some ways is at an all time high. People don't trust institutions. They don't trust the media. They don't trust anything. Well, guess is where one place they should be able to turn? Christians. And the church should be that one place where they say, "I look, I don't know what to believe, and I don't know what's right, and I don't know what's wrong, and I don't know what's true, and I don't know what's false, but find me some Christians because they will not bear false witness. They will put away lying, and they will speak the truth with every person. They will, they will speak the truth. Whether we like it or don't like it, they're going to speak the truth. That's what we should be known for. But nope, time and time again, and I can tell you stories I've, t- I've So many times I've sat in, in a church from the pulpit or listened to a sermon and I'm like, wait, what are they talking about? That's, that's an internet hoax. That's just an absolute fraudulent conspiracy theory. And that's being promoted as fact? Now, why am I starting this way? Well, how, many, how long ago did I get this? I got this news article sent to me at 7.55 a.m. Right. Well, okay. It was around 8.55 a.m. my time. I think the article was published 7.55 a.m. So maybe the article was published at 6.55. I got sent at 7.55, but it was about an hour after the story was published is when it was sent to me. I'd have to go back through my emails, but um, it it was sent to me about an hour because I remember when I looked at the article, I'm like, Oh, it's been about an hour since it's published. Somebody sent it to this to me relatively fast. All right. So it was about an hour after. All right, here's the, here's the headline. Eric McTaxis says vetting guests is not his job and defamation lawsuit testimony. Now, if you don't know who Eric McTaxis is, Eric McTaxis, let me just read it to you. Eric McTaxis is a, an American Christian author, please note Christian, speaker, conservative radio host. He has written three biographies, Amazing Grace, uh, and then they, they go through and, and name some others. But Eric McTaxis. Eric McTaxis. you probably have heard the name. I've heard the name, right? Christian author, Christian radio host. Now, why is he claiming or why is he involved in a defamation lawsuit? Why is he involved in a defamation lawsuit? Why would a Christian author be involved in a defamation lawsuit? Well, if we look up the word defamation, defamation is defined as the action of damaging the good reputation of someone. Slander or liable or libel. All right, defamation is the oral or written communication of a false statement about another that unjustly harms their reputation. And usually constitute a tort or crime. All right, now I want you to understand this. Defamation is the oral or written communication of a false statement. So why would a Christian author? be involved in a defamation lawsuit. Okay, I know why. Because someone obviously was lying about the Christian. Someone was bearing false witness against the Christian. Someone was saying misleading things about a Christian and they hurt their reputation and they hurt them. So the Christian is obviously now suing them and is involved in a defamation lawsuit. Is that what happened? Well, let's go back to the story. Let's go back to the story. Because I mean, clearly the the Christian wouldn't be the one, you know, saying something that's not true because Christians don't do that. On March the 18th, Eric McTaxis spoke about how Christians need to reclaim truth for God's kingdom on prosperity. Okay. On March the 18th, Eric McTaxis spoke about how Christians need to reclaim truth for God's kingdom on prosperity gospel preacher Andrew Womack's podcast for his Truth and Liberty Coalition. But six months earlier, McTaxis said in deposition, that he did little to confirm the truth of unsubstantiated claims of election fraud made by Joe Alt- Alt- Altman on McTaxe's radio program. Altman, a Colorado political activist, had become a sensation following his November the 9th, 2020 conservative daily podcast that spread stories about election fraud. He claimed he had listened in on an Antifa conference call that a Dominion voting system employee said the company had worked to ensure Donald Trump was not re-elected. Days later, Alt Altman was, would, was sharing his story with Eric McTaxis of the Eric McTaxes show. It was broadcast nationwide on the Salem Media Group program, Christian Radio Network Christian program, airing someone making telling stories. About election fraud. Now, McTaxis and other conservative Christian media figures are being probed about their practice in a defamation lawsuit, a defamation lawsuit followed by Eric Coomer, an executive with Dominion Voting Systems. Uh oh. So Eric McTaxis brings someone on his radio program, broadcasts on a Christian radio network, and this guy comes in with all these stories about election fraud. Okay, now, he's being sued. So all he's got to do is go walk into the courthouse and like, here you go. Yes, you want to talk about election fraud? Boom, here's our proof. Boom, here's our proof. Boom, here's our proof. Donald Trump was robbed. It's a grand conspiracy because I have heard on Christian radio station after Christian radio station and Christian program that it was a fraud, that that the election was a fraud, that it was stolen, that uh, Donald Trump was ripped off, that he was robbed. And there was this grand conspiracy because of these voting computer systems and I listened to them describe how they could go in and change the votes. And they did this and this. And they, they spoke of it dogmatically like it was true. And anyone who, anyone, anyone who basically disagreed was blinded by Satan. Well, wait a minute. Now we have someone from Christian Radio being sued for defamation. Well, now remember, they've got all the information. They've got all the evidence. They can go in and prove it once and for all. So so what's, what's happened? In a deposition for the case, McTaxis said he had done little to verify claims aired in the broadcast that Dominion had rigged elections in the U.S. and Venezuela and Mongolia. So he, he did anything. He didn't do anything to verify the claims. You have a radio program. Someone's going to make claims about people defamation, bearing false witness, possible lies, and you're going to let them make those claims and you're not going to do anything to verify. Now, why why would he need to why would he even say I've done very little to verify? Here's your chance to prove the great conspiracy to the whole world. Now, let me stop right here. I have watched this happen now over and over and over again. With a lot of the people who made all kinds of wild claims about the election being stolen, And that it was a fraud, and all of those things. Many of those people now that they're being sued, oh, guess what? They're not. They don't sound so bold and so dogmatic. They've backed up. They've backed. They've they taken ten steps back and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, I mean, nobody could have expected us to have all the information, and and basically, they're not coming forward to prove everything. I've 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 listened to I don't even know how many hours now of of depositions that have occurred in the, uh, lawsuit f- from the, uh, the families of the children who were killed in the Sandy Hook mass shooting. They're suing Alex Jones. And I've listened to hours of the depositions that's taking place in that court case. Now, Alex Jones constantly on the radio is like, we've got proof this and there's a, the new world order and a global, you know, conspiracy and this, this, and we've got proof and we've got proof and we've got proof and we've got proof. Oh, when he's called into court to give a deposition under oath, well, I mean, you know, well, whoa, 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 Alex, you're the one who's always yelling and screaming that you've got all the proof. All of a sudden, he doesn't have any proof. He doesn't have any evidence, and all of a sudden, he backtracks everything. Why does that keep happening? Why does some of the these programs that Christians will drink in? Like it's you know the the fountain of living water that will drink it in and then they're all over social media spreading all of this information. The people who get sued, well they backtrack. Well, where are the Christians who shared the information? Where, are you going to apologize for this? Now Eric McTaxes, he's 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 being sued. So all of a sudden he's like, well, um, you know, I, I I didn't really do anything to verify any claims. I quote. I'm kind of a fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants guy, he said in the deposition. We don't have the budget, bandwidth, or time to do anything like that. I don't see that as my job. Christian broadcaster doesn't feel like it's his job to verify things that are broadcast on his radio program. He doesn't think it's his job to ensure that what's being said is true. Let me go back to those basic principles. Do not bear false witness. Do not bear false witness. Do it, Put away lying and speak the truth. Now, I can definitely understand. Don't have the bandwidth. Don't have the budget. I can understand that. I'm a podcaster broadcasting, not from a studio like he has, not on. I don't have a uh, my radio program on you know, Christian radio. No, no, I'm just broadcasting from an upstairs room with a laptop and a microphone. So I understand not having that, but I do know this. Sometimes when you cover a story, you can say, well, according to this claim by this person, it, I haven't been able to verify. You can you can give the audience the information that this has not been verified, that you don't know if it is true and that this person is making this claim. Now, it's up to you whether you decide to air that or not. But you have, you, it's your, you can, it doesn't require a budget. It doesn't require research to say, Hey, this person is making claims that we cannot verify are true or that we have not, we don't have the ability to verify is true. So please, and, and I, it, whether you should air that or not, that's, that's a different question, but you can at least let everyone know that the information is not proven to be accurate or true at this point in time. You can do that. He goes, I'm usually taking my guests at their word, he testified. Okay, well, if you're just going to take your guests at their word, then why wouldn't you bring, if you brought someone in to say that the the election was rigged, the election was a fraud, the election was stolen, why wouldn't you bring someone on the other side saying that it wasn't stolen? I mean, you're just going to take people at their word or you take people at their word who go along with the narrative you like. I'm not an adversarial interviewer and, and it didn't give me any reason to believe that he's blowing smoke. If I ever thought anyone was blowing a spoke as smoke, especially on the, on an issue this important, I think I would have to ask some hard questions. Joe Altman or Alt, uh, Altman, uh, told McTaxis, we infiltrated their meetings. We infiltrated their conference calls. We got information about what they're planning to do next. Now, that's a common thing on all of these conspiracy programs. Every day, you know, the world is about to end. Every day there's a grand conspiracy. Every day we're about to get forced to take the mark of the beast. Every day we're going to get locked up in FEMA camps. Every day we're being polluted by the water. Every day. I mean, I listen to Alex Jones on a pretty regular basis just so that I can keep up with this stuff. I also listen to other Christian podcasts that are just absolutely out of their mind conspiratorial. And I, and it's just it, month after month after month after month. It's over. It's over. The new world's over is taking us. The global elites are destroying us. They're going to kill us. We're going to take the mark of the beat. It just goes on and on and on and on. I remember the beginning of the pandemic. I played clips on this program from Christian podcasters saying that the. COVID vaccine was going to inject nanobots into our bodies, and then 5G, when it's turned on, is going to to turn those nanobots on, which then will completely take away our free will and make us submit to the Antichrist. Yeah, I, I, I heard that, and well, here we are, 2022. I I remember back during Obama, we were told that because of his health care plan, everyone was going to receive a microchip and it was setting up for the Antichrist and that we were all going to be put in FEMA camps if we didn't get Obamacare. Well, here we are in 2022. I heard that all of our guns are going to be taken away and all of our rights are going to... I've heard stuff over and over and over from the Christian world that turns out to be absolute lies and fraudulent and nobody seems to care. And if you call the people out for it, then you'll be labeled a liberal. You'll be a liberal blinded by Satan. And it's like, no, 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 no. The Bible says do not bear false witness. I don't care if it's Obama. I don't care if it's Biden. I don't care who it is. Don't bear false witness and put away lying and speak the truth. Uh, Altman, oh, and it's O-L-T-M-A-N-N, founder of FEC United, which stands for Faith, Education, and Commerce, later said the man who rigged the election was Eric Coomer, an executive with Dominion, a company he claimed had previously rigged elections in Mongolia and Venezuela. We were dealing with a person that could put his finger firmly on the American voice and tip the scale of the election easily. I heard these same kinds of claims made on American Family Radio, another large Christian radio network. They made claim after claim after claim about the election being stolen and being rigged. They played clips from Sidney Powell the supposed attorney that was going to prove everything. Oh, wait, she's being sued now, and she's not produced any of the evidence she claimed was going to 100% demonstrate the election was stolen. McTaxas, uh never asked for any evidence or verification and instead praised his guests. You infiltrated Antifa meetings, which is utterly heroic and fascinating and wonderful and thrilling and inspiration and inspirational to everybody listening, frankly. Altman also told tells on, on shows hosted by other conservative Christian media figures, including Michelle Malkin uh, of Newsmax, uh, Ch- Ch- Chanel Rian of One American News. Hopefully I'm saying the name correctly. The breaking news was so hot that none of them uh, appeared to check it out. So please note, other Christian media figures. Uh, So Christian media figures were the ones like, come on, come on, tell us your stories. We don't care about confirmation. We don't care about facts. We don't care about truth. Name whoever you want to name. Destroy their reputation. Destroy their life. Bear false witness and lie because that's what we do in the Christian world. Yeah, I I get frustrated by this. I get upset about this. I'll never forget sitting in a church and being told all kinds of things about promise keepers, and the people in charge of promise keepers, uh, just all of this crazy stuff about promise keepers, and I not that I was a fan of, of everything promise keepers did, or their ecumenical stance, not that I agreed with everything, but again, I don't care, if, I don't care who it is, I don't care if they're a complete heretic, my job is still not to bear false witness against them, so we heard it, and we were like, and this is way before we, we could just look anything up on the internet, and we were like, this sounds not true. So, what did we do? We started making phone calls until we could get up to the higher ups of, of promise keepers. And we said, Hey, this is what we were told in church. Not true, not true, not true, not true, not true, not true. Go back to the pastor who was almost upset and angry that we had the audacity to call them out for their lies. That it's got to stop. This is a storm. It's an F5 tornado that just rips through Christianity and it destroys any integrity that we have. And it just demonstrates that we don't even believe the verses that are simple in the Bible. Don't bear false witness. Put away lying. Speak the truth. Is that so complicated? I remember after Sandy Hook that it was Christians who were emailing me and arguing with me that it was all a fake. It was all, there were, there were crisis actors and no children really died. How horrible a thing can you say about parents who lost their children in a shooting? How can you say such horrific things in the name of Christ? They go on to say, soon, Trump attorneys Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell picked up the claims. Giuliani accused Coomer of rigging the election in December of 2020. Malkin, McTaxis, Rayon, and others were sued for defamation. The suit described a dangerous trend among unscrupulous media publishers of printing or broadcasting salacious content while attempting to disclaim responsibility for the accuracy of that content. The suit claims defendants simply did not concern themselves at any level with the credi- credibility of who or what they were relying upon as a part of their publication or the accuracy of what they were reporting. Uh, Dominion Voting Systems has sued Fox News for $1.6 billion. Dominion ex- a- executive Eric Coomer filed the defamation suit against others, including Altman and Mc- McTaxes. Coomer's attorney repeatedly asked McTaxis if he did anything to verify Altman's claims. McTaxis repeatedly said, no, that's not my job. Question. This is from the uh, deposition. Okay. and preparing to do a show, do you or your team perform uh, some sort of investigation? Unfortunately, no, we don't. Usually it's like, that seems interesting. That book seems interesting. Question. Did your staff do any investigation of Mr. Altman? No, we really don't do that. We're kind of just, as I said, shoot, kind of shoot from the hip. It sounds interesting or good. I'm really not looking for controversy, but it just sounded newsy and interesting. Do you find him to be credible? Answer, oh yeah, I did, I did. And of course, that's important to me. If I had a guest on that didn't seem credible to me on behalf of my audience, I would ask them some tough questions. Like, wait a minute, you know, that doesn't sound right. Or why are you saying that? So yeah, that's important to me. Question, before you went on air, did you do some sort of interview with him? Uh, Answer, we don't do that. It's just not, it's usually not necessary. I just want to kind of have a free-flowing conversation and want to guess, to kind of tell me, tell me the audience, their story. Question, did you reach out to Eric Coomer to verify Mr. Altman's story? No, we don't. We just don't have the bandwidth to do anything even approaching that kind of cooperation. I guess we, we, uh, I guess would be the word. Question: Do you know if any of your staff reviewed his social media? Answer: I can say pretty confidently that they did. They that they probably didn't. Question: So would it be fair to say that when Mr. Altman came on your show, you had very little knowledge of him? Answer: Yeah. And other testimony, McTaxis uh, said, "I'm not playing the role of a journalist." McTaxis have trusted Alt- Alt- Alderman because he learned of 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 Altman because he learned of Altman from his friend and dear soul Kurt Nelson who works with a missionary group in Texas. Now so again, these are all this is Christian organizations just nobody's verifying anything, nobody 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 cares about truth. All right? Uh, Donald Kurt Nelson is president and CEO of East West, a 20 million dollar mission agency in Plano. An online photo show Mc, McTaxas after speaking at S West's East West's 25th anniversary banquet. Ministry Watch reached out to Nelson at East West, but the ministry did not respond. Mc, McTaxas called Coomer, the guy from Dominion, evil, criminal, and insane. Hey, I, we don't verify anything, but I'm going to dogmatically assert that this individual, who I did not reach out to, to be evil, criminal, and insane. And I'm going to state that in a dogmatic way, based off, well, fraudulent information. Altman's claims uh, filled McTaxis November 2020 broadcast, how a security genius at Dominion Voting promised Antifa members a Trump's loss. McTaxis himself compared Coomer, who who has a doctorate with the Unabomber, saying, when you're smart enough to get a PhD in nuclear physics, it, 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 you know, reminds me of the Unabomber. They'll flirt with insanity and violence, and it sounds like you're dealing with somebody who at least begins to fall into that category. McTaxis also claimed Coomer was a globalist and a Marxist, and that Coomer or his acts were evil. And I quote, the, the, These are people working on the side of evil. Let's cut to the chase. This is satanic evil. Anybody who wants to cheat and lie, who knows what's wrong, but when you cheat and lie as a way to shut down the voice of American voters, that rises to a whole new level because this country has been the shining torch of freedom for the whole world. Coomer's attorney asked McTaxes, "Did you intend for your listeners to believe that Dr. Coomer was evil?" Answer: I don't think any human being is evil. And actually, if anyone says that a human being is evil, and that has has happened on my program, I will stop them and clarify that everybody uh, is made in God's image, and no person is inherently evil. Well, I guess he doesn't believe in total depravity. I don't know. So when I use the term evil, I'm talking about actions. So did you intend for your listeners to understand that actions by Dr. Coomer were evil? Well, again, I'm going with what my guest is saying, and I don't have any reason to think he's making it up. So, hey, I... I mean, my guests seem to make it sound like that what he was doing was evil, so I'm going to refer to him as being evil. What? what? On his show, McTaxis also said Coomer's behavior was extremely criminal, and these folks know that they're going to go to jail for the rest of their lives. McTaxas, uh during the November 2020 show, McTaxis told Altman that news about rigged elections were scary. I mean, it's scary. Even just having this conversation with you, thinking about this, and if I didn't have a strong faith, I really would be scared, but I'm not. Altman isn't scared either, in part because his group, FEC, United operates a militia. Another fact, McTaxis admits he didn't know before the show. The two discussed violence in one brief exchange. Altman, I'm also not a fearful person. I believe that God will protect me, and what God can't protect uh, on one side, I believe in the Second Amendment, so I'll protect the other side. McTaxis, yeah, you think birdshot will cover it, or do you have any more bigger weapons? Altman, among other things, I own quite a few companies, and one of them is the gun store and range. So I think I'm pretty well protected. McTaxis, I like what I'm hearing. I like what I'm hearing. (laughs) On a Christian radio program. So so you got you got some bigger weapons? We got some guns. Because because the country, we're, we're, it's all going to fall apart. We're, we're, they're going to come for us. Dude, we got, I mean, I'm telling you, some Christian conservatives live like they're completely paranoid par- paranoid, and that every second someone's about to break in and kill them and they need 13 guns to protect themselves. it's I, Just how how many times? Look, every time these, it's one thing. These people make every claim in the book. And then when they get brought into court, time for a deposition, under oath, their stories change. They're not so bold and brash like they are behind a microphone. It's easy to sit behind a microphone and be bold and brash, right? But when you're sitting in a court and, and, and you got lawyers and you're under oath, all of a sudden your bravado goes away and now you have to be a little bit more careful with what you say because you don't want to lie. And now all of a sudden we find out you don't have any evidence that the election was rigged. You don't have anything. Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, all of them, all of them are backtracked and like, well, you know what? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why we thought, I mean, we thought, we thought, wait, you said you knew, you said you had evidence. You said you had proof. And here's what's crazy. All of these people who make all of these claims, maybe they'll get in a little bit of trouble. Maybe they'll get their hands slapped. Maybe they'll have to pay a fine. Who knows? Maybe something far more serious will happen. But what my concern is, is for the millions of people who bought into the lie, who claim to be Christians, who became known not as followers of Christ, but became known as people who share fraudulent information. And guess what? When you become a Christian who's more known on social media for your propensity to share fraudulent and false information why is anyone going to believe anything you have to say when it comes to the truth of God's word? Please, I beg of you, stop sharing fraudulent claims. Stop sharing misinformation. Stop claiming things that are not true. Stop bearing false witness against people. Stop doing that. Now, is everyone, are we always going to be perfect? No. Are we going to miss uh, mess up sometimes in what we say or share? Yes. And you know what you do? You come back and say, mm, I was wrong right there. I didn't get that right. That information wasn't true. And, 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 and the best course of action is just, hmm. I'm not going to say anything right now. I'm not going to say, everyone's running around claiming the election was stolen. I'm not going to say anything right now. And just, okay, I had to hit the cough button there for a second. I'm sorry. Just sometimes it's just best just to say, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to stand back and just not say a word. I'm just going to be quiet. I'm just going to be quiet. And I'm going to, I'm going to exercise godly wisdom here. And I'm just going to tell everyone, Hey, be careful. Let's wait till the truth comes out. Let's not make any claims. Because we can run around and yell and scream and fight about this all day, but God's the one who ultimately determines who's in power. Let's trust in God, and let's continue to focus on what we need to focus on. I think sometimes we just need Christians who can just be more level-headed. Now, you may not like the results of the election. You may hate the results of the election. I'm not even here to get into that discussion. The point is, though, you can't make fraudulent claims and bear false witness against people. And, I, and day after day... When all of this was going on, I remember driving to the church and I would turn on American family radio, and it was just like claim after claim, it's proven the election was stolen. It's going to be overturned. Trump's going to be put back in office because he never lost the election. It's going to happen, it's going to happen. 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 It's going. And then next thing you know, they're just moving on to something else. No apology, no repentance. Now, Newsmax. And Fox News, after they started getting in trouble, then they had to, pu- they did publish some statements and, and show on air, you know, we, we, we apologize for this. We're no longer going to talk about this. Now they're still being sued, but they, even they had to backtrack. Now, again, if you had all of this supposed evidence, you wouldn't backtrack one bit. You would be like, take me to court right now, today. Take me to court. Let me show the evidence to the world. But everyone who, who talked all big and bad like that, once they get in court, it's all sudden it's like, oh no. Maybe there's someone out there who has the evidence that will prove once and for all the election was stolen. Well, when that evidence comes out, if they have it and they can prove it, then by all means, we'll say the election was stolen. Until then, a lot of people have made claims and have yet to prove it. Now, I know I'm gonna get 500 emails from people going, what's this YouTube video? What's this? Oh, what's this thing from QAnon? What's this? And just bombard me with all of your... Conspiratorial nonsense, but the conspiratorial nonsense—if it was so overwhelmingly true—when people are taken to court, they would say, "Here we go, we've got the evidence." But they don't have the evidence. So if the evidence is out there, it's not helping any of the people being sued for billions of dollars. Now, the guy uh, Mike Lindell um, from My Pillow—he uh, he supposedly is—you know—he's still fighting, you know, claiming that he has evidence. That's going to once and for all prove that Trump never lost the election. He's being sued for like a bazillion dollars as well. We'll see what he does. I, I, if the depositions are made public, I'm going to read every word of those depositions just like with Alex Jones and the, and the Sandy Hook case. I'm listening to every – and the the Parkland shooter where they, they – uh, on InfoWars, they completely ID'd someone as being the shooter who wasn't the shooter. And uh, well, they're being sued for that as well, there's a lot of lawsuits started going on. I love listening to the – I love listening to the depositions because when I listen to them, it's like, well, (laughs) that doesn't sound sound like the Alex that's on the air. That doesn't sound like the Alex who sits behind a microphone screaming in such dogmatic certainties. He all of a sudden is not yelling and screaming that he's got proof of of all of these grand conspiracies. It's completely different. It would be interesting. I wonder if the average Christian who emails me their crazy conspiracy theories, posts them on on YouTube comments or posts them on social media, I wonder how many of them would continue to do that if they received a letter saying they're going to be sued for a billion dollars, a million dollars, $500,000. How many of them would like, no, I've got proof. How many would just take it all the way to the court? Or how many would immediately go, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm done, I'm back. And guess what? If you're that willing to back off because you're going to be sued for two or $300,000, then maybe, maybe it's because you know you've never verified one thing you're sharing. Not one thing you are sharing. Not one thing. And, and for some people who get caught up in this stuff, all they listen to is one side. They will only listen to the people who claim that the election was stolen, and they won't listen to anyone who offers any counter perspective because they're so entrapped in this world. Well, then, then, then it's just sad because it's just a downward spiral of deception and darkness and confusion. It's like they're caught in the storm and they can't get out. And the only way to get out of the storm is to remember these biblical principles. Do not bear false witness. Put away lying and speak the truth. We... Every church should be committed to those three things. Don't bear false witness, put away lying, and speak the truth. But there's been too many articles written about how many pastors don't want to address the sharing of false information from the pulpit because they know they're going to upset some people and people may leave the church. And that's sad because when you're when the church is filled with people sharing false information, lies, and conspiracy theory, and you're afraid to address it, then what's the point? I mean, the church is done at that point. That we, we just let's just close the doors and go home. You've got to learn how not to be deceived by fraudulent information online. You've got to know how to verify. You've got to know how to look up original source. I've I've talked about it before. You can listen to something Alex Jones says, and he'll say, "See, I've got a news article right here," right? and he'll and he'll show it on screen if you're watching the video version of his program. Well, guess what? Go look up the news article that he usually cites. Sometimes when you read the actual article, it doesn't say what Alex Jones claims that it says. But he knows in most cases people won't actually go read it, which is utterly sad that that's the way it works. Or just go look up a counter claims and you'll be like, wait a minute. So what's going on here? But people don't want to do all of that. Well, if you don't want to do all of that, then don't traffic in it. Don't share it. I'm not telling you not to listen to Eric McTaxis. I'm not telling you that. I listen to people from, who gives all kinds of information from all kinds of perspectives, whether I agree or disagree. I'm saying whoever you listen to, verify, verify, verify. And know this, that Eric McTaxis in a court deposition, it's not his job to verify anything that's said on his program is true. Taking a drink of water. And if you can't trust that the people you're listening to are worried about verifying that what they broadcast on their program is true, I think that should make you a little bit suspect at least. There you go. There's far more I could say about this, but we've talked about this so many times since probably, what, 20, I've been talking about it for so many years, but at least 2019, 2018, I've been talking about it over – going all the way back to the days during the Obama administration, just constantly dealing with conspiracy theories, just one after another. Sometimes it felt like that's all I did. Oh, what are – what what's the lies Christians are telling today? All right, today we're going to go – and then just watch all the emails come crumbling, just come pouring in and go, you're a liar. You're a liar. The conspiracy is real. Now, I, I, now we're in 2022. All of the things those, those conspiracy theorists said were going to happen were in 2022. None. None of them happened. Do you think any of those people who called me names threatened to me? I even received death threats. Do you think any of them ever apologized? Not one time. Not one time. Never. And that's the world of Christianity. Look, if we can't you have to sometimes question. We can't even follow the most basic things in scripture. Like sometimes sayings that are just so basic. We we saw it with how ever Christianity lost its mind over Romans 13 during the pandemic. Romans 13 doesn't apply anymore. It doesn't apply, it doesn't apply, it doesn't. All of a sudden our entire interpretation of Romans 13 changed because we didn't like where it led. This is the way Christians handle the Bible. We only follow it when it when, when it goes with our narrative and then we change the narrative if we need to. We'll change the Bible to fit our narrative, I should say. It, it's just, yeah, we've all, but we're all guilty of this in some way because guess what's in all of us? A heart that is deceitful above all things and it deceives us before it starts deceiving anyone else. All right, I'll stop right there. You can email me all of your disagreements, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening. God bless.